This is Chris Brooks. Thank you for listening to this edition of Equip. Be sure and subscribe for free so that you don't miss an episode. For more information, visit our website, equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Welcome to another exciting edition of Equip with Chris Brooks. I am thrilled that you've joined me today. Can you do me a favor? Strap on your seatbelt. We're going to navigate through the contours of culture, as always, with the lens of the biblical worldview on. But before we do that, let me remind you, this is the day that the Lord has made. He's given it as a gift so that you and I can rejoice and be glad in it. So let's do just that. Let's follow the words of the Apostle Paul. Let's rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. What a great day it is to know the Lord. What a great day it is to rejoice in Him. Hey, I hope you have great plans for the weekend, and I hope those plans include gathering together in the house of God with the people of God to lift up the name of God. I hope you are going to spend time with your spiritual family on mission for Jesus. Listen, it's a great day for us to consider God's promises and to look into his word. And we're going to do just that in just a moment. I got a phenomenal book for you that's going to take up a really big question. Where are we headed? What is the future that God has in store for those who have trusted in him? What is God up to? We're going to talk about that and so much more with a phenomenal guest. Before we do that, let me say thank you to all of you who support Equip prayerfully and financially. This has been an incredible year. There have been so many testimonies of people coming to faith in Christ, for people who have experienced the grace of Christ and just a myriad of ways, and also the lives that have been encouraged through the broadcast. And we couldn't be here if it wasn't for God's grace expressed through your generosity. So I'm going to ask you if you could consider something. Can you help us to finish this year strong? We are so close to hitting our budget for this month. Now, I know you work hard for a living. We uh, remember that song, right? You work hard for a living, and I know that every dollar is precious in this economy where prices are high and so many challenges are real. Um, But if you have been blessed in a way that allows you to consider investing in this ministry, I would love for you to do so. I think a portion of our resources should always be reinvested into the spread of the gospel, into teaching the inerrant, inspired, infallible word of God, not only to those in our community, but to a next generation. And so here's where we stand as we speak. We are just a little over $2,400 away from our monthly budgeted goal. And so I'm going to ask you to consider helping us to wrap that up as we head into Thanksgiving and the holidays. I know that we're all going to have plans and, and be busy. So this really represents an important day, $2,400 away from our budget monthly goal. That's 24 folks maybe giving a $100 gift. Maybe you can be one of those folks. Or maybe that's a person who says, God has blessed me in a special way, and I love to give a $1,000 gift. That would be huge today. Or maybe God has blessed you in a way that allows you to say, I'll knock out that whole amount, Chris, uh, $2,400. However God speaks to your heart, gifts large or small, today would be an enormous day for you to stand with us. And let me say thank you 
in advance. Every day I wake up in the morning so excited about being behind this microphone so we can share this time together and grow in God's word and in his grace. Here's the number to call if you want to support the program. Dial 888-644-4144. I'll say say the number again, 888-644-4144. Now, if you're new to the program, feel no pressure, please. Your presence, just listening in, is enough. But if you've been blessed, please dial that number, 888-644-4144. Go to EquipRadio.org, and this month we'll send you a great book by Dr. John Piper. When I don't desire God, how to fight for joy. I hope it'll be a blessing in your life. Well, today, I want you to think about a question. When I say the word perfection, what comes to mind? Maybe a perfect day or a perfect place or a perfect person. You know, a lot of times we start thinking about perfection And uh, maybe for some, even the Garden of Eden, those of us who know the Bible, maybe that comes to mind. But what if I told you there was something that God had for our future that was even better than Eden? That's what we're going to talk about today with uh, my guest, Nancy Guthrie. I have so much respect for her. First time getting a chance to talk to her on a program. She uh, teaches the Bible at our home church, Cornerstone Presbyterian Church in Franklin, Tennessee. She also speaks at conferences around the country and internationally. Uh, she loves teaching theology to women. She's the author of numerous books. The re- most recent I have in my hand today, Even Better Than Eaton, and she's with me today. Hey, Nancy, how are you? Oh, Chris, I'm so glad to be with you. Just listening to you intro the show, you are such an encourager. I just well, love that. Well, I'm fired up to talk to you as well because I love talking about the big story of the Bible. For those of us Good. who teach the Bible, we often teach portions of it, right? Very rarely yes. do you stand up on Sunday and say, hey, I'm going to give you a panoramic view. You typically say, I'm going to take this particular section of scripture and try to help you to see what God is saying here. But why is it so important that we connect those particular sections of scripture to the grand and glorious big story? Oh, what a good question, because this is so important. And and I would have to say, Chris, I don't know if you can relate to this, but as someone who grew up in the church, I would say that I learned a lot of stories in the Bible, but I would be kind of embarrassed for you to know how recently I could put those stories in order to have a sense of that storyline and where the smaller stories fit in on this larger storyline. In terms of why we need to know it, uh, there's a couple of things. First of all, I would say, you know, when your pastor or when in your reading, you go to a particular part of the Bible, if you don't know where it falls in the story, then you're likely not going to understand everything that the divine author intends for you to understand when you read that. I think it means that there are certain parts of the Bible we ignore, if this is the case. And for me, I think that's especially the, the prophets, the old Testament prophets. I mean, those are, are, if, if we don't understand where we are in the history of God's people and who specifically they're addressing and what the situation is, then we likely just avoid those books because they can be very confusing anyway. And, and they're, they're not presented to us in the Bible in chronological order. 
So we yes. really have to understand where we are in the Bible's story. But yeah. can I tell you the most significant way understanding the Bible's story has helped me personally? What's that? Well, I think it's that, you know, most of my life, if you had asked me, what's the Christian life all about? I probably would have said something like, um, I, I make a decision for Christ and then I try really hard to live for him. And then I go to heaven when I die. <laughs> You're saying that's not and the story. I'm saying all of that is true, <laughs> but there is more to it. Than that's that. right. That's right. That, that's disconnected from this larger story of what God is doing in the world. And so it yeah. makes an enormous difference when we see our lives in context of where the story is headed, as you said yes. earlier. So now, if you ask me, what's the Christian life all about? Uh, perhaps I would say something like, um, uh, God chose me in Christ to belong to him, that I would be uh, holy and blameless before him. And I'm talking about Ephesians 1, 3, uh, before the foundations of the world. And then he drew me to himself when I came into this world with gospel promises. And I took hold of him by faith. And the Holy Spirit united me to Christ so that I can never be separated from him. Wow. And the day is going to come when I'm going to die. And they're going to put my body into the ground. Um, and my body is going to turn back into this world's dust, but my soul or spirit is going to go to be with Christ. And then first Thessalonians four tells me that the day is going to come when Christ is going to return to this earth and he's going to bring with him all who have died in Christ. And at that point, he's going to call that body of mine that's become dust and he's going to fashion that dust into a body that's going to be fit for living forever with him mm. on a resurrected, renewed earth. And so once again, I'll, at that point, I will be body and soul, but I'll be in a body that will never die. And in a, I'll have a, my spirit will have been made pure, no trace of sin. And because of this body and soul, I'm going to be able to be in the presence of Christ in this new creation. And I just got to tell you, that's a far better story to tell about what the Christian life yes, is all about. Yes, yes. You know, I would just say this, if I could just give the cliff note version of that, that is, there is something that God has in store for our future that is absolutely glorious. And we need to know that. And that is what Nancy's book, Even Better Than Eden, is all about. Now, that's a bold title, Even Better Than Eden. I want you to just talk about that title because when we think of Eden, and maybe it's the wrong way to think about Eden, we think perfection because, Nancy, when I look at the, the scriptures, over and over again, I hear in Genesis 1, and it was good, and it was good, mm -hmm. and then I get to, and it was very good. So mm -hmm. for you to say, I'm going to title this book Even Better Than Eden, you got to defend that a little bit, Nancy. Explain to me. Well, are I'm we, ready. <laughs> are, are we, uh, should we think about Eden as perfection? I think we should think of Eden in terms of potential. Mm. It had that potential. God created, it was very good, but it wasn't yet as glorious as God intended it to be. 
So let's look at some of the elements of Eden. We've got Adam and Eve. They, uh, they weren't as numerous as God intends for his people to be, um, ultimately. Uh, they were given a measure of God's glory. We're told that they were made in his image. In the book of Psalms, yes. says they were crowned with glory and honor. But they, they, if they had passed that test regarding the tree, they would have gone from glory to greater glory. And yeah. isn't that what we're, yeah. we're, we're told in First yes. uh, Corinthians, where the, even now we are being transformed from glory to glory? Well, that would have happened for them had they obeyed. So um, Eden's inhabitants were good. They had a measure of glory. They didn't yet have all the glory God intended. And the very atmosphere of Eden, as good as it was, was an atmosphere of vulnerability. Mm. If you think about it, Adam and Eve, they were vulnerable to deception. They were vulnerable to uh, sin. They were vulnerable to death. I mean, that, that's from God's old words. He says, in the day you eat of it, speaking of that forbidden tree, in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. That's good. So it was a place of, of vulnerability. Well, yes. I tell you what, Chris, you and I are headed to a garden Yes, that's even better than Eden, because when we enter into that place, we will no longer be vulnerable to deception. We will no longer be vulnerable to sin. Sin will have had its day and it'll be gone for good. And yes. um, we will enter into that um, no longer vulnerable to death. That's so good. God himself will have put an end to death. And so it will, this is a garden that will be yes. even better than Eden in those ways and more. Now, your book gives nine ways the Bible's story changes everything about your story. And friends, I'm, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm just going to warn you, what you're going to listen to uh, for the next 35, 40 minutes or so are two people who massively love the Bible and love talking about Scripture but love even more the impact that the truths of Scripture has on transforming our lives and transforming the way that we see the world and that uh, the power it has for us to invite people into this story so that their stories can be transformed. Now, I recognize not everyone sees or loves the Bible that way. And maybe you're listening to us and you say, I want a deeper love for the Word of God. I want to pray for you today. 877-LIVE-675. I'm just going to open up the phone lines. Maybe you say every time I try to study Word, I get distracted or sleepy or, man, I'm not getting as much out of Scripture as I wish I, I could. I don't even know where to start with the whole thing of studying the Word because maybe I'm new to the faith. Nancy and I would love to pray for you. 877-548-3675. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk about how he will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore for the former things have passed away. Glorious truth. We'll be right back. Scripture reveals that God is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. 
But what do we do when life seems to hold more struggles than satisfaction and you realize that you aren't finding your contentment in the Lord? Dr. John Piper's book, When I Don't Desire God, helps us find our way back to an abundant, joy-filled life in Christ. Get your copy when you support Equip this month. Call 888-644-4144 or go to EquipRadio.org. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. You know, when I started the program, I shared our financial update that we were about $2,400 away from our budgeted goal for this month. Let me say thank you to the friends that are stepping up. We asked for 24 friends who could consider a $100 gift. Susan from Mundelein, Illinois, said, yes, I'll step up. And Alvin from Grand Rapids, Michigan, thank you guys for... For doing that. So now we just need 22 friends who can do that. Or maybe there is a friend who's listening who says, I could take five of those spots and give a $500 gift or 10 of those spots and give a $1,000 gift. Whatever you can do today, 100 or 500 or 1,000, please just know that today is a wonderful day to partner with us and to help us in our mission to reach a new generation with the good news of God's grace and to instill a love for his word in their hearts. The phone number to call to partner with us today is 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. And let me just say, I know there's a lot of folks who would love to give, but maybe you can't. And I never want to guilt trip anyone I recognize that there are times, and I've experienced this, where, man, I've wanted to give to something, and I just didn't have the resources. Can you just do this? Just pray with us that God would speak to hearts, and I believe that God knows how to do it, and he will. He's always been faithful. So thank you for doing that. The phone number, if you want to support, 888-644-4144. Hey, I want to give a big shout-out to a friend who's listening in Chicago, Meredith is listening in Chicago. She's been a faithful listener. She loves the program, and we love you too, Meredith. Thank you so much for listening to the program. My guest today, Nancy Guthrie. If you've never heard Nancy teach the Word of God, what a treat she is. And uh, the blessing of her newest book, Even Better Than Eden, will help you to get so excited about today and what God has for tomorrow. Nancy, you say this in your book, and I just want to quote it. You say, Eaton suggested a promise of something more glorious. In what way is that true? Ah, yes. Well, as I mentioned before, you've got Adam and Eve, and they've got a measure of God's glory. And what God had always intended, if you remember the instructions he gave to them, they were supposed to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. They were supposed to work and keep the garden. So we get this, the sense of that as Adam and Eve gave birth to more people who bore the image of God living Mm. under his rule, and as they worked and kept the garden, that the boundaries of this garden would expand into the wilderness that surrounded this garden, and that eventually the whole of the earth 
would be covered with people who bore the glorious image of God, loving him, worshiping him in his presence, and so that in, in a garden that would cover the whole of the earth. But of course, that story got stopped short because of their disobedience. Yeah. So what we need, Chris, what we needed was a second Adam. Yes. And that's what we have in the person of Christ. The second Adam entered into this world, and he will not fail to lead his people into a garden that is filled with those who bear the glorious image of God into a garden that's going to extend to every corner of the earth. That's, that is a more glorious future than the glory they even had in Eden. You know, you just said something powerful, a lot of things. I just want to pick up on one. You talked about how the glorious story of God was in some ways disrupted by the willful sin and failure of man. You know, that makes me think, Nancy, about what would have happened if Adam and Eve would have never sinned. Mm. You know, well, that's to me, yeah. it's, a, it, it's a powerful thought. And to me, it kind of leads into what I read before we went to break that Revelation 21 and 4. And I'll reread it and I'd love to hear you comment on it. it says this He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. This verse, by the way, is. Blue, uh, beautifully printed on the back cover of Nancy's book. What does that verse speak to you? Oh, so much. So we have to start there in the garden. Here was God dwelling among his people. But of course, after Adam and Eve sinned, they had to leave his presence of the garden. But we see as the Bible story progresses that God is not content to be uh, have his people alienated from him. So you remember how uh, God's, he, he, he calls Abraham, who goes to this land, but then they end up in exile, and then they come out of Egypt. They're at the foot of Mount Sinai, and Moses goes up on the mountain, and here's what God says. See, all of his people are down at the bottom of the mountain living in tents, and God says to them, I want you to build me a sanctuary in the form of a tent. Now, that's where this biblical story starts to warm my heart, Chris. I can hardly believe it, that God really wants to dwell among his people. A couple of chapters later in, in Exodus, he makes this statement. He says, I will dwell among my people and be their God. And mm. it's, we, we hear that statement reiterated throughout the Old Testament. And we could, if somebody were to say, you know, what is God doing in the world? Yeah. Maybe my answer would be, he's working out his plan to dwell with his people and be their God. Wow. And so when we turn to the gospels, the book of John is so beautiful, isn't it? There in John chapter one, where John writes, the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father. So God, Jesus uh, comes into this world. It is God dwelling with us in flesh. And yet that's not all we're anticipating. 
Um, we're anticipating, well, well, even now, we, we saw at Pentecost, God come down to dwell in the Holy Spirit. Remember this beautiful picture of fire coming down on individual believers gathered there in that upper room. What a huge development in the dwelling place of God. He's come now, he's come down to dwell in the lives of individual believers. And as we move into the epistles, we see uh, Paul says, and then both Peter writes about too, he talks of that, that we are being built together into a dwelling place for God. Peter says, we are living stones being built into a dwelling place for God by his spirit. So that's, that's the dwelling of God now. But we want more than that. We want something even better than that. And that is the future. And so that's why we have this beautiful announcement in yes. Revelation chapter 21. What a great This is after, <laughs> after all of the world has been purged of its, of its evil, we see this new creation emerge. After we've had the marriage supper of the Lamb, we see here in Revelation 21 the consummation of this marriage. Mm -hmm. And that is this announcement. Now the dwelling place of God is with man and he will be their God and they will be his people. And then we have that further statement of tells us what this environment is going to be like, how it's going to be different as we're dwelling face to face with God. And that is he's going to wipe away every tear. He's, there's going to be no more sorrow and no more pain and no more death. That's where we're headed, Chris. That's where we're headed. That's what the book is all about, friends. It's okay for us to have moments where we grow cold to this world and we say, I want something more than this world. But let it not just be out of frustration or disappointment. Let it be motivated by what we know the future is, what we know God has for us for the future. And I hope you do know what God has for the future. Maybe you don't. That's why Nancy wrote the book. I want you to get a copy. Go to our website, equipradio.org. Order your copy for you, your Bible study group. I promise you, you'll be blessed. And we're going to take more of your calls after this break. 877-LIVE-675. Hey, dear friends, welcome back to Equip. I hope you're having a great day. Listen, I love studying God's Word with you. I also love the privilege I have to come alongside of you each and every day to be an encouragement, a prayer partner, and to introduce you to some phenomenal people who can enrich your life. That's what we're doing today, but that's what we do every day, and it's in large part because of your partnership with us. When we started the program today, I shared a little bit of a budget update because of your generosity, which started this week as a $7,000 budget shortfall is only now $2,100. We are eating into that, and I think we can actually wrap this up today. I believe in the generosity, the big-hearted nature of our listeners. And so thank you, Ann from Elgin, Illinois. Thank you, Beverly from Indianapolis, Indiana, for standing with us today. Here's what we're asking for. We're asking for you to consider giving a gift of $100. Maybe you might be able to do more. Maybe you can do a little less. However, God speaks to your heart. Can you call right now, 
644-4144. And again, I want to say it clearly. If you're new to Equip, feel no pressure at all to give. You just listening in is a gift enough. But if you have been blessed, encouraged, and equipped, can you consider giving to us today? Or maybe you say, Chris, I, I want to help knock out a significant portion of that $2,100 or maybe even all of it. However God speaks to your heart, just know we appreciate you and hear from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you, thank you. The number to call to support, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Or go to equipradio.org. Nancy Guthrie is my guest, a phenomenal Bible teacher. She teaches primarily at her home church at Cornerstone Presbyterian Church. As a matter of fact, in just a moment, I'll tell you how you can hear her teach from the book of Revelation live. She has something coming up that I'm really excited about, but you can hear her enthusiasm jumping through the airwaves. That's because she loves Jesus, she loves the Word of God, and she loves God's people. And I want you to get a copy of her newest book, Even Better Than Eaton. You can find out more at our website, equipradio.org. Earlier, Nancy asked folks to call in who just wanted a greater passion for the word. And Gene called in from Chicago, Illinois. Hey, thank you so much for listening. How can we pray for you today? Hi, Chris. Longtime listener, first-time caller. Um, I'm actually in, in West Palm Beach. I listen to Moody Radio South Florida, WRMB. Okay. Um, real quick, I, I got saved when I was 19. I'm 63 years old now. Five years ago, I started having a bunch of different surgeries, and I got all messed up on the opiate pain medicine. I, I'm off of that now, by the grace of God, but I, I, I fell away from his word. I, I didn't read his word. I didn't stay in his word. And I started crying out to him, asking him to renew my hunger for his word. Many years ago, I memorized Colossians 3, and it tells us in there to set our minds on heaven, not on things on the earth, because that's where we're going. And then the, the verses that Nancy mentioned earlier, um, I actually talked about them with the lady who answered the phone, how we're living stones and Peter, how we're being built together, the spiritual house in um, Ephesians 2. And then, you know, we're in the temple of the Holy Spirit right now, and corporately we're going to all be doing together for him. And that brings up my, my question. That other verse, First uh, Corinthians 2, 9, about how I have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it even entered into the mind of man, the things that God has prepared for those who love him. But he revealed it to us by his Spirit. Yes. Um, I, my church is called Reveal Fellowship because we just wait for God to reveal himself. Sure. Well, first off, I appreciate you calling in and sharing what a powerful testimony. And and I love that Jesus says, listen, I got, I got really messed up by this medicine that they gave me. And, uh, you know, that's the story of so many in our generation Nancy, but he prayed for God to increase and renew his hunger for the word of God. Just talk to people, Nancy, for just a moment. We're going to get back to the book, I promise. But for just a moment, what do you want to say to people who are in G's place where maybe they can remember having a passion for the word, but something interrupted it and it's not there anymore? Mm-hmm. How do you encourage their yes. heart? Well, first of all, that I can totally relate um, I think we all have seasons in which, yeah, we, somehow we, we think about the word of God and we think it's going to be boring. It's, it's not going to relate to my deep needs now. And that makes sense to me, actually, because we have an enemy, an enemy of our soul who is really out to keep us from his word 
because he knows that it is his word that brings life and brings relationship. And so uh, he, he is all out against that. I'll just say something that has helped me when I have struggled to love God's word. And that is sometimes I, I go to God's word and I am thinking, okay, I've got this question I want it to answer and maybe it doesn't answer, but to just receive it as this is what God wants to say to me. And you know, nobody likes a one way conversation. And so I want to linger in this word and use it to speak back to him rather than make my prayers just about what I want to pray about to, to take his word and make it a conversation. So for example, you read in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you say, okay, I'm going to receive that. And you turn that into a prayer. You say, Lord, you are my shepherd. You are taking care of me. Yeah. You're providing everything that I need. If there's something I need that I don't have, if there's something I have that don't have, it must be because I don't need it. But boy, I need you as a shepherd. And this causes me to realize I'm a sheep. And I ask you to forgive me for being a stubborn sheep who doesn't always follow the direction that you're leading me in. So you see what I'm doing there. I'm, I, I'm reading the word, but it's, it's becoming the source of a conversation. And I think that's one thing that leads us back into that intimacy that we're really longing to have with the Lord. I love that. And gee, I just want to pray for you. Father, thank you for my brother. Thank you for his testimony, his love for you. Thank you for just renewing his passion for you. And as Nancy said, we thank you for every precious promise of your word that are yes and amen in Christ Jesus. Bless my brother, and I pray that you continue to renew his heart and restore his soul. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Nancy, I want to get back to the book, and then we're going to go to the phone lines, I promise. But as we consider you know, what you've laid out in here, in this book, one of the concepts that I don't think we fully understand is this whole thought of Sabbath rest, this mm-hmm. eternal Sabbath rest that we have to look forward to. Now, for those who work hard and are pretty tired right now, they may be looking forward to a Sabbath. But let's just talk about it. What is this in- eternal Sabbath rest? Mm. Well, this is what's something that God has wanted ever since the beginning. Once again, you know, we, we saw it in Eden. There was that seventh day and he set it apart as holy. And throughout the Old Testament, he commands his people to set this seventh day as holy. What's that all about? Is he just trying to take away our fun or something on that day? No, he's giving us this gift of a day in which we can pull away from this world and all of its promises to provide everything we need. It's a day when we can instead pull away from the world and turn our focus to Christ and all of the ways that he's giving us rest in partial ways now as we are in Christ, hiding our lives in him, but also as a way to focus on all that he has promised You know, I I don't know about you, Chris, but, you know, it can be so easy in this world to just keep my focus on what I can see with my eyes and experience in my body. And you and I need a day 
that we pull away and instead we we feast our eyes on what God has said in his word and we even more than that we set our hearts on what he's preparing for us what he has promised for us so we can orient our lives every other day of the week toward that promised rest and toward being in his presence in this beautiful community of people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And as we weekly um, celebrate, uh, orient ourselves toward what, where our lives are headed, it equips us for living our lives in this world even right now. Nancy's going to be teaching the word tonight. Can you really quickly, before we go to break, give us a taste of what this evening's about. You got a great event coming up. What's happening, Nancy? I, I do. And maybe you have some listeners for here in the Moody Station in Nashville who would like to join us. I'll be at Covenant Presbyterian Church in Green Hills in, in Nashville doing an, an evening event with Fernando Ortega. And I mean, can we just say right there, Chris, like who wouldn't want that? And uh, I'm going to be walking through the book of Revelation and it'll be interspersed with uh, Fernando's incredible music. And so it's going to be, I hope, a time of truth and beauty and focusing on what God has for us uh, as he reveals it in the book of Revelation. Well, it's going to be a great time. Folks can find out more at your website and uh, you can connect to Nancy's website through ours. Just go to equipradio.org. That's equipradio.org. There's also information on uh, Facebook and Twitter. That's open 24 hours a day, seven days a week at Equip Radio Facebook, Equip Radio on Twitter as well. All right, we got to take our final break, Nancy. But these breaks are only opportunities for folks to find out more about this marvelous book, Even Better Than Eaton. Maybe you want to know, why is Chris so excited about this book? Why is he so thrilled over it? Well, I need reminders of the big story of God's word. I need to be reminded of where the Bible story is headed. I need to be reminded that there's not only something better than this world that we're currently living in, but there's something better even than Eden. And Nancy has given us this gift in her book. So look at nine ways the Bible story changes everything about your story. It's a great book to read. Can I suggest, not just by yourself, but with your small group or with your Bible study or maybe your staff, go now to equipradio.org. And when I get back, I'm going to say some thank yous. So don't go anywhere. Much more to come next up on Equip with Chris Brooks. This daily program is fully devoted to coming alongside listeners like you to give you the tools needed for a successful walk with God. As one of our loyal listeners, would you be willing to become an equipper? Your monthly contribution will be applied to equipping others all across the country. Plus, as an equipper, I'll send you regular emails that contain brief pastoral messages prepared just for you. To become an equipper now, call 888-644-4144 or go online to equipradio.org. Hey there, friends. Welcome back to Equip with Chris Brooks. Marlene. Thank you from Miami, Florida for standing with us today. What a blessing it is. I'm so encouraged uh, by each one of you, uh, not only by your listening, but by your prayers. And yes, your financial support. Thank you, Jeffrey, 
for standing with uh, Sarasota, Florida. And you guys have been through a lot in Florida. So I'm humbled that you would stand with us today. Listen, friends, we are only $1,800 away from our budgeted goal for this month. You can help us to finish the month strong in a month where we are thanking God for so much, giving Thanksgiving with an attitude of, of, of gratitude. I thank God for you, and I hope that you thank God for this program. Can you stand with us? Be one of 18 more friends who can stand with us with a $100 gift. Can you do that? Dial the number now, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. I also would love for you to consider uh, going to our website, equipradio.org. Now, listen, I want to say this. Then we're going to go back to Nancy's book. Your first place of giving should always be your local church. Let me say that clearly. It should always be your local church. So start there, and hopefully you are generously giving there. But maybe you've been trained to be a giver, and you find yourself in a season in between churches. And that happens sometimes. We find ourselves in between churches, and this program has ministered to your heart, built you up in the Word, and encouraged you. And you know you should be giving. Maybe we could be the place where you give today. Can you do that? Consider giving a gift today. In particular, if you've never done so and you've been blessed by the program, 888-644-4144. That's 888-644-4144. Nancy, what's your hope? I've been talking about reading this book as a group. I've been talking about reading your book as an individual. But what's your hope for those who pick up your book and begin to read it? Mm. Well, what I want to happen most is that as people see Christ through this lens of these nine themes, you know, in the, the book is nine chapters telling the story of the Bible from beginning to end, but each according to a particular theme. My hope is that as they see Christ and his work and what he's preparing more clearly, it will cause them to love Christ more. And then secondly, that it would cause them to long more for his return. Wow. You know, I I mentioned before we went to break that there are times when, I got to be honest with you, I am ready for an exit from this world. Not in a a morbid way, but there are times when I say, God, I'm kind of sick of this world. I'm longing for the next. Mm Why is it so important that uh, what drives that is more than the mere emotion of frustration, but it's the glorious knowledge of what's next? Well, I think this is what Jesus taught us to pray for, isn't it, Chris? When When he taught us to pray, you know, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So by giving us this prayer to pray, he's helping you and me to train our hearts to long for what we really should long for. Um, Now, the thing is, it satisfies all of those longings that you and I have where where we just think this world, there's so much injustice. Mm -hmm. There is so much pain. Um, But that's why this prayer matters, because when his kingdom comes... There will be perfect justice. When his kingdom comes, pain will be eradicated. Um, And he will rule and reign over his world and over his people. 
And so that's what we're meant to long for. And I think it's a beautiful thing that he has given us that prayer to pray, to long for his kingdom to come, for him to come as king. Yeah, we need to be longing for that today. And maybe you're listening to us and uh, you're, you're saying to yourself, I need to make Jesus Lord of my life. There are those, Nancy, that listen to this program every day that find themselves for the first time maybe hearing the gospel. Speak to that person, Nancy, before we wrap up this conversation that maybe is yet to trust in Jesus, but for some reason they've been listening to this entire conversation. Well, I would say to you, as even as I was just talking about praying for his kingdom to come and his will be to be done, that the most important, the most urgent question in your life is, have I come under the authority of this true and good king? And I have to tell you, maybe you don't want to go on under anybody's authority because you have seen authority misused. All you have seen about people who have any power has been oppression or cruelty or selfishness. I just want to tell you, will you gaze up and see who Jesus is? Because Jesus is the king that you want in your life. Jesus is the king who exercised rule over his people with perfect love and justice. And he is preparing an environment for us to live in where we will experience that perfect love and justice. And I just invite you to gaze at the beauty of King Jesus and welcome him into your life, believing that as you come under his authority, that he will exercise his authority in your life for your good. And he will one day welcome you into the glories of his kingdom. The Bible uses two words to talk about salvation, how we experience it. It is repent and believe. To repent is to acknowledge sin and to turn from it, to turn from uh, our pursuit of life apart from God, which in, in many ways encapsulates what sin is, living life apart from God and turning to Jesus trusting that he is the only source for salvation. We can't earn it, but we can accept his great gift given to us on the cross of Christ where he purchased our redemption and then later rose from the grave with all power in his hand, declaring that he is Lord of all. This is the Jesus that Nancy and I want you to accept today. So I want to encourage you to do it. Pray with me, dear Jesus, today. I ask you to be Lord of my life. I surrender my heart and my life to you. Be Lord of all. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. If you prayed that prayer, can you dial this number, 888-NEED-HIM. That's 888-NEED-HIM. Nancy, what a joy to have you with me. I hope you have a great event tonight. Thank you, Chris. I love this conversation with you and your listeners. Friends, I want to encourage you, get even better than eating. Find out more at our website, quipradio.org. And until we're together again next time, as always, remember, Equip with Chris Brooks is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.
Hey there, friends. Chris Brooks here. Coming up on Equip, we're going to slow down and soak up the beauty that surrounds us. Pastor Steve DeWitt will be our tour guide into the soul-satisfying joy of all that's beautiful in creation and in Christ. You're not going to want to miss this beautiful edition of Equip. Listen live weekdays at 1 Eastern, noon Central, on the Moody Radio app or equipradio.org.